0: Get ready to explore faith, doubt, and all that's in between. Welcome to Doubting It with Charlotte Pence Bond.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Doubting It podcast with me, Charlotte Pence Bond. Um, Thanks for joining me here today. We're going to do something a little bit different today and actually um, have more of just a Podcast where I just kind of talk to you guys a little bit. I've done it a couple times now instead of just doing interviews, but I'm excited for our conversation today. Um, I want to talk a little bit just about this year, I think, and that's a heavy topic. I know, um, and I know it can be it can be hard to even really comprehend all the things that have happened in 2020. And frankly, it almost gets a little bit boring uh talking about it sometimes i feel like um sometimes you just want to move on and not think about 2020 and the coronavirus and everything else that's happened but i think it's important to kind of take a minute especially with the end of the year coming up you know a lot of times that is a time when we look back on the year and we kind of assess and think about the things that happened, the good things and the bad things and and you kind of take stock of everything and so I'm, I'm going to do that a little bit today and just talk about as Christians where we're supposed to kind of fall in that if, if you're a Christian and uh, where I feel that I'm supposed to look at this year and look at the upcoming years to come when trials do happen and do come up because they will again. Um, so yeah, so especially with the holidays, um, with Thanksgiving just passed and Christmas and Hanukkah coming up, I, I think it's important to, to think about how we're supposed to look at this past year as people of faith. And it's kind of a hard message to learn, I think, but I hope it's encouraging to you what I'm going to talk about today. Um, but just know it's also a hard thing for me too. It's hard to remember um, that, you know, even in the midst of trials, God's with us and and we are to praise Him and to thank Him even in the hard times. So first of all, I want to talk about thanking God Thanksgiving was – uh, last week, I think, um, and uh, you know, I wrote a Christian Post column for it, and it came out on Thanksgiving. So, if you didn't read that, check out Christian Post and read it. But it's actually kind of funny because I was writing this column on an airplane, and and I kind of changed my mind last minute. I was about to submit it, and I thought I kind of want to write about something else, and so I decided to write about giving thanks and about how that is a difficult thing to do but how we're called to do it even when we don't feel like it even when we feel like there's not really things that we want to thank god for maybe we're not very happy with god and it's actually funny because later that week i had some hard news that i heard and and then this this column was published and it was like god was having me write that column to my future self because I was going to need to hear what I had told myself or other people. And I didn't know it at the time when I was writing it. Um, so it's kind of cool that I was i was a little bit convicted to to write something different. And so what I ended up writing about was just kind of a Thanksgiving message. But um, I kind of talk about the verse in 1 Thessalonians 5.18 that says, give thanks in all circumstances. And... You know it's a, it's a verse we talk about, I think, a lot around holidays. But sometimes I think you read it differently, maybe at least I do, depending on what you're going through, right? So the all circumstances sounds really easy when life's going really well. The all circumstances sounds kind of annoying when it's not going well, if not just really, really difficult and debilitating. I mean, it reads kind of like a little bit of a challenge, I think. And it's saying, you know, to give thanks in all circumstances, no matter what happens. And all circumstances, the word for all, um, the Greek word for all there is directly translated as every, every kind of. So it means what it says. Um, We're really supposed to give thanks in every single circumstance. And I think that's, that's a difficult thing to do. I think that when you look at life, no matter what you're going through at a certain time, you have to... If you're you know, giving thanks in all circumstances and actually doing that, you kind of just have to practice giving thanks even when you don't really want to. And that's something that I did earlier this year when I was kind of going through a, a tough time um, as a lot of people were in different ways. And I found this verse in Psalm 43 that kind of helped me. And the end of that the little section that I had started to memorize says, Hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. And I that really stuck out to me. Hope in God for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. So what that verse is kind of saying, what the psalm is saying, the, the I shall again praise him was really profound to me because not only was the psalmist saying, you know, I, I'm supposed to praise God, I will praise him, but saying, I shall again praise him, like I will have reason to praise him, but even if I don't have reason to praise him, as the first Thessalonians verse tells us, I'm still supposed to. I'm still supposed to thank him. And and the interesting part of, you know, praising God and thanking him, I think is is kind of complex too, because I do think that when we praise God, we are thanking him, um, in a way, but we have to do both. And sometimes it's easier, I think, to kind of think, okay, what am I thankful for? I'll thank God for that. But maybe I don't really feel like praising him. But if we're, we're having that close relationship with God, we have to praise him even when things are going in a way that maybe, maybe we don't want them to. And so earlier this year, um, when i was kind of going through a tough time i literally made a note on my phone um where I, I i it was called two things and i still have it and i would write at least two things down every day that i was thankful for and that sounds kind of ridiculous because obviously i have way more to be thankful for than two things but as you know um i'm sure when you've gone through hard times sometimes it's hard to think about that it's hard to think okay yes i have a lot to be thankful for i'm i'm healthy i have a house like i'm I have food in my refrigerator. I have so much to be thankful for even when this disappointing thing is happening. And then I think that the other side of that, the worshiping part, that can be hard for me personally to do. Um, when something bad happens, I find myself not listening to worship music as much, right? Like I find myself being like, yeah, I'll read my Bible every day still, but I don't really feel like listening to worship music. And I have to be honest about that. And I have to go to God honestly and say, yeah, I don't really feel like worshiping you. And in a way that just being honest with God and coming to him and telling him that is really a way where we can we can mend that relationship. I think because as this podcast is about doubt, you know, we can start to doubt our faith or start to doubt his goodness when we're not, Honest with him about our struggles, and we don't bring him in and allow him to help us. And again, that's in the psalm, same Psalm 43, is the line, Why are you cast down, oh my soul, and why are you in turmoil within me? You know, that that comes up a lot in the Psalms. And when I was reading through the Psalms this year and I've been rereading them, you just see so much of that. You see a lot of praising God, but you see a lot of raw just anger or frustration, um, which I think is good to just. Kind of be honest with how with how we feel a lot of times in life, um, and again when we when we bring those struggles to him, we can kind of we can still have that closer relationship with him. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting thing that happened to me last week. I wrote the column and then realized later in the week it, it was kind of written for me. It was kind of like God was telling my future self, um, even when something goes wrong or you get news that you didn't want to get. Just remember, you're still supposed to praise him. You're still supposed to thank him. And even when you don't have, you know, your quote unquote reason to praise him for something specific, um, you're still supposed to. And again, it's like that note on my phone. You always have something to praise him for. And um, even when you don't feel like it, that's even more reason to go to him and to to talk to him about it. And, you know, I think it just that really goes with 2020. Um, we've lost a lot this year. We've lost a lot this year. So many of us have lost loved ones, people in our lives. We've lost jobs. We've lost moments and memories like weddings and graduations and, uh, you know, trips and things that we were, we are planning on and counting on and maybe really holding on to, to, to kind of get through the year. You know, everyone has experienced a form of loss and, uh, and I think that that's important to recognize. I think that we have to recognize that and and talk to each other about it because so many people all over the world are grieving, um, of course, losing loved ones and just having so much tragedy happen this year. And on top of, you know, routines being completely upended and changed, that's a form of loss too. That's a loss of security, you know, a loss of feeling safe, maybe a loss of feeling, Comfortable, you know, going to the store. These are all things that, when they're taken away, it can be really devastating. And I kind of want to talk about that too. That you know, these things in our world and in our life. And this is the hard part of of my talk today that I hope I warned you about <laughs> adequately. But it's difficult to lose things in life. Um. Difficult isn't even the right word. That doesn't even sum it up. It's devastating. It really is. And all the things in our lives that we count on can go away and will and in some form. And that that goes with relationships, um, that goes for jobs, that goes for, uh, you know, degrees, um, that goes – for, you know, a social status, a friend group, um, our health, our loved one's health. I mean, all of these things are of this world and the things that are of this world don't last. And we are not meant for this world, right? Like we, as if Christians believe that we we are waiting for the future world, for Christ to come back. And so these things, these tragedies that are a result of you know, sin, um if we kind of go back all the way, these things are not they're not you know the the perfect plan for our you know our lives in the future. As Christians, we believe that when Christ comes back, um you know these things, these hard things will, um, will not be a part of, you know, that future world of heaven. And and when we talk about that, that's kind of complicated. I won't get completely into it, but but we're not we're not meant for this world. Um, and so the things that are difficult in this world are not going to last. If you're a Christian, you believe that there is something better that we're striving towards, right? So, but while we're still in this world those things are going to be still tragic and still heartbreaking and they're still going to happen. And the things that um, are of this world, like those those things that we hold onto, they will go away. And so my point is that our, our hope and our joy, it can't come from those things. We can't place our identity in our, our, our standing. We can't have that foundation be on things that can slip away and i think that at least for me that's a lesson i've learned this year but i've learned i think i'll learn be learning forever um and it's a hard thing to say it's hard for me to even say it because it sounds almost insensitive because (laughs) i mean everyone will experience tragedy in their lives and the the reality is that as much as we can, we have to put our hope and our faith in in God and God's love for us and in the truth of the gospel because that is not going to change. And of course, there are good things in our world too. God gives us blessings that we thank Him for and we praise Him for. But when we start to put our, our trust in those things and our identity in those things that can change, then what happens when we can't rely on them anymore? What happens when they go away, right? If we were working our whole lives for this job, we've worked our whole lives, um, you know, to get married, maybe. Um, We've worked our whole lives to get this degree. What happens when it doesn't end up looking the way that we wanted it to look? Um, What if it, it ends up being more difficult? Or what if that job is taken away? What do we do then? And so we have to put our foundation in our hope on Christ. That has to be our foundation. And I think that, you know, that's kind of 2020 has maybe taught us this a little bit. It doesn't mean that we can't have hope in the future. But I do think, you know, the lack of being able to plan anything this year has been so difficult. um, And it's at least taught me that well, I, I could never actually really plan my life. Like maybe I thought that I could, right? Maybe I thought this is how this is going to go. Um, You know, I'm, I'm going to get married and then I'm going to move. And I did that all this year and this is exactly how everything's going to go. And this is how we're going to be. My husband deployed, Uh, he's in the military. So he deployed earlier this year and, you know i had things in my mind of how this was all going to go and obviously it did not go that way and i think that that's happened to so many of us and such a brutal wake up call when you can't make basic plans but the reality is that we we were never in charge of our lives and while we can still plan for things and and be excited for things and god wants us i think to, you know to find joy in in what he's given us and in our surroundings we still have to just not place that, that footing on those things. It has to be on the big picture, which is Christ and his plan for our lives. And uh, I will be right back after this quick break.
0: This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play, or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back.
1: Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, the Doubting It Podcast, talking a little bit about 2020 and kind of the hard conversations about 2020 that I think we're gonna have to have and kind of continue to keep having. But the the optimistic view that our hope and our security and our identity is not in these things that can go away. It's in Christ and what he says about us and his love for us. Our identity has to be found in Christ. And so there's some verses I'll kind of throw out here that talk about that. Um, You know, 2 Corinthians 5.17 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Galatians talks about, um, says, I have been crucified with, with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And then John 1 talks about, Um, those who, it's the verse that says, um, those who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, which we'll talk about that a little bit, the idea of being children of God. And then Ephesians 2.10 says, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. Okay. So I know I threw a ton of verses out there, but there's so much in, In the Bible, that reaffirms this idea that we are part of God's family. That is our identity. Uh, He made us, we are His workmanship, and we are to believe what He says about us and not what the world says about something maybe we achieved or um, some idea we had about ourselves that can go away. And so I want to talk a little bit about the idea of being children of God. I'm reading this book right now called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. It was published a a long time ago, actually, I think. But um, it's a great book. It's great, very theologically dense, um, I will say, which I really like books like that. It's just really solid. It's all about really knowing the character of God from a biblical standpoint, and it really goes deep. And he talks about this adoption idea, um, and I was reading it this week, and I really wanted to include it in here because he talks about how when Jesus died for us, that was, um, and we we accept Christ, he adopts us as sons. It says in the Bible, so he's adopting us as his children. And in ancient times, people were adopted actually later in life, so as like young adults. So it wasn't as we do it now, where people are adopted when they're babies. Um, They actually usually adopted them later because they were adopting them to be heirs. So when someone would kind of prove themselves or be a really good, maybe like candidate for adoption, someone would adopt them because they might need an heir to carry on, you know, their legacy and their name and their fortune and everything like that. So people would earn adoption basically, but it's really meaningful that we're talked about as being adopted in the Bible and becoming children of God because we didn't earn it. And so I, I think that's important to talk about. You know, we are adopted to be in the same family as Christ, but I think that, you know, we're adopted before earning it. Like we're adopted when we make that decision to follow Christ and to accept him. Um, but we're not earning it, right? Like we're sinful. And every single day we're sinful, and so if we were to earn, you know, this status in God's family, we couldn't, right? We couldn't because every day we make mistakes, and so, um, and so that that's that's what it's it's just a beautiful thing because Christ adopts us, God adopts like into the family because of what Christ did for us, and that's. The verse for that is in Ephesians. Ephesians 1.5 says, In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. So that's pretty straightforward right there. Um, just saying that we are in his family. And that's our true identity. You know, once we're Christians, we don't have to rely on other things for this identity. And we actually shouldn't because our hope has to be in something stable. And that is God. And that is our status in his family. And everything else can go away. And that doesn't mean you're not supposed to go after things in life, obviously. Like, still go after things, still, you know, get the job that you want to get, you know, live for Christ to be in the world and not of the world, right? Because the things that are of this world, again, are going away. They can be taken away. Be in the world, but not of the world. You know, be the person that people look to and see someone who follows Christ be different, live differently. we're very much called to live differently and so there's so many you know things you can go into with what it means to be to be in God's family and what that means for us and how we're supposed to act but by no means does that mean we're just not supposed to try right to do anything. We're definitely supposed to still use the gifts that God has given us in order to glorify him and not ourselves because when we're glorifying ourselves, that's when we get into really sticky situations because those things, again, can go away. And what happens when they do? And it's a really hard lesson to learn. And it's it's a lesson that I think we're always going to be learning. I know I will always be learning that. Um, and I think this year is just, has just kind of prepared me a little bit for that. And I'm trying to remember that my identity is in Christ and not in anything else. And, you know, on a personal note, I, I did talk about on, on election day earlier um, this year, I guess about a month ago, actually a month ago today. I, you know, I talked about um, how we have to be, you know, regardless of the results of an election, you know, we're we're still have to go after God's plan for our lives. And that's what is the most important thing is following God's plan for our lives, right? And going after things, even when we don't know how it's going to turn out. And so now that I'm can kind of come to you after the election, even though it's still kind of not totally over but and I know the results are still not conclusive and we're still deciding um, but I still think that I I want to talk to you guys about about the this situation because you know, what Everything that I said before, right, everything that I said on election day on that podcast episode still stands, right? Like at the end of the day, your, your plans that you're making for yourself might not turn out, right? But going after what God has called you to do is the most important thing, regardless of what happens with that, right? So knowing that you're supposed to be going after a certain situation because God has called you into that provides an immense amount of peace. And no matter what happens then in that situation, if you're doing it for the right reasons, right? If you're following after what you believe, you know, God is calling you to do, then it's, that is not going to be shaken by the things of the world, right? That can go away. So, That's an interesting personal thing for me now. So obviously the votes are still being counted and, and, and we'll have, you know, court cases and the election process will play out as it's supposed to play out. And we have, you know, we have structures in place for this and uh that's that's a cool thing. I think we're learning a lot about democracy right now. I think everybody is learning a ton about how, you know, precincts operate and things like that. But and this is still playing out. But what I'm going to say applies no matter what happens because win or lose, right? If my my dad is reelected to be, you know, vice president um with President Trump or not, this season of you know my life my family's life was always going to come to an end at some point right it was always this was always going to be a temporary thing um you know no one you can't be you know president for more than 8 years i mean you these things will come to an end right like my dad wouldn't be vice president forever and so win or lose that's an important thing to remember so This will end everything that we're in, no matter where you are in your life. That this season will end. If it's a difficult season, it's going to come to an end. If it's a very joyful season, it's also going to come to an end. And that's something that I think as you get older, you probably learn better. I think parents, you know, figure that out pretty quickly. That, um, and I'm not a parent, but when you're a parent, you know, your kid is like a baby. And then five days later, they're bigger and they look different. And you realize they're never going to be that size again, right? They're never going to be, once they're two years old, they're not going back to being an infant. And I think that, you know, parents uh, that have a couple kids kind of know that. um, And you can kind of see it in them, I think, a little bit. They kind of cherish the time, even though the newborn time is, is you know, super difficult. They know it's going to end. They know it's not forever. They know this phase that, that their kid's going through is, is a phase and it's, it's going to end. And you kind of cherish those joyful times. Um, and it goes with the difficult times too. The This is going to end. And so your identity, it can't be in something that's going to end because everything in this world is going to end. And so it and, and can't be the foundation, right? So my identity, it can't be in the fact that my dad, vice president you know my identity can't be in my dad's job or his title it doesn't even matter what his job is it can't be in that it can't be in um you know some some title It, it it has to be in christ it has to be in what god's plan for me is and how he views me again and because that's and that's where peace comes from right it, if you go into a situation like i talked about in that election day podcast you know with the idea that, that that i'm not doing this for myself maybe i'm doing this to glorify god then i do think that it helps weather those times when things maybe didn't go the way we were expecting exactly um and it's still it's still always a hard thing to learn and disappointments are are difficult and they always will be um but i think they can be a little less devastating when we're making sure our heart is positioned towards god right and our our eyes our focus is on him so no matter what happens when the storms rage outside right jesus sleeps in the boat and there's this awesome song called sleep in the storm and i listen to it a lot and it's it's fantastic and it talks it just talks about teach me how to sleep in the storm because the storms are going to happen but jesus has this peace because he knows how everything's going to turn out right he knows they're going to be okay in the storm and all the disciples are freaking out and he's like just sleeping he's like it's okay what you think I don't know what's going to happen? You don't trust me? And think that we can we can still kind of have that um, perspective now. And again, that goes back to one of my favorite Bible stories when it's a different story, but when Jesus walks in the water and, you know, kind of, it, it's just interesting because he he um, calls Peter out to him on the water. And as he starts to sink, that's when Jesus reaches out in his hand and, and catches him and says, You of little faith, why did you doubt? And I always love that verse, my favorite verse, because he says, Why did you doubt? Right. Why did you doubt that I would get you through this? He's not, he's not saying, Why were you afraid? Right? He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, Why were you afraid of the wind and the waves and the storm that you, you know, were standing on the water right now? You know, why, why were you um, you know, like freaking out about that. No, he he gets why he's afraid, right? He gets why we're afraid. He understands when we're disappointed and when we're upset. He understands when we're confused, right? But he says, "Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt that I was going to call you out into this situation and not be here to catch you when you started to sink?" And that's what was so powerful. I remember reading over that story like years after I'd you know heard it for the first time and I'd never really caught that part of the story that he was saying you know why did you doubt that I was going to call you out onto the water and I wasn't going to save you if you started to sink and that was what he what he asked about and so God is going to call us into situations that are difficult and sometimes we're we're going to be afraid, right? We're going to be afraid. We're going to be nervous. We're going to be, we're going to not know, um, what, what the future holds. And a lot of us are in that situation right now. You know, you're going into 2021 might not be that super exciting, right? You might be, um, in a situation you don't want to be in, maybe you're job searching, maybe you're moving, maybe you're, um, back in with your parents living at home, Maybe it just this year didn't turn out the way you were planning on it to turn out, and so twenty twenty one is a little bit unnerving. It's a little bit scary because it's this unknown. Whereas before, there you know was this perception we can plan, and we still can, we still can make plans, and we can go after what God's calling us to go after um, with excitement and with vigor. But. There is a feeling about, I don't really know if these things are going to work out, right? Because this year had a lot of disappointments and a lot of loss for so many of us. And so I think that that story um, and the story of Jesus sleeping in the boat is is really important to cling to. Um, Just to remember that Christ has the peace in the storm, and He is offering it to us. And He's also offering us to come out into the storm with Him, right? to come out on the waves with Him. And when we do that, there might be times when we're afraid, where we might not feel like it's going to work out. We might feel like we're going to sink. But He's asking us to trust Him that He's with us and that He has the peace to calm the storm. And when he doesn't calm the storm, he still has the ability to do that. And he still has the plan and he knows what's going to happen. And he has that peace um, that we can really abide in with him, that he's not left us, right? We've maybe lost a lot this year, but we haven't lost him. We haven't. He's been with us the whole time and he will continue to be with us. And no matter you know how the election pans out, um, and how things happen in the future, um, I'm still gonna cling to that, and I'm gonna believe in that—that that, that Christ has a plan for me, and He He sees me as His child, that I'm part of His family, and um, and He wants us to remember that and to remember that we are not alone. Even when you feel alone, even when you're literally alone in your apartment or wherever, quarantining, you're not alone. Uh, Christ is with you. He is. And he didn't go anywhere this year. Um, We've had a lot of of disappointments this year, a lot of tragedy, but he didn't leave. He's still here. And so I hope that that gives you some encouragement today that just to remember that none of these disappointments or these perceived failures or losses define you. Um, You're defined by Christ and how he sees you and he loves you. And he has that peace that he wants to give to you. And he's with us. So thank you so much for listening and I hope you have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to Doubting It with Charlotte Pence Bond on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith, doubt, and all that's in between. And for more faith-inspiring podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.